Packers every single hour on the program. We're online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed New Tour Tuesday yesterday, you can podcast that right there. Now, you all would have thought that the removal of Chief Wahoo was going to be the biggest disappointment in your sports life this week, but no, because Ohio can't be outdone. Kevin Love breaks his hand, which shouldn't be a problem because a week ago you all wanted Kevin Love traded. That's all the internet was talking about is, oh, it's all Kevin Love's fault. He lied about being sick. Let's move off Kevin Love. So don't complain about his hand injury today. A week ago you wanted him, you wanted him traded, right? So then we'll, we'll go across town to the, to the other powerhouse sports franchise who missed out on picking up Alex Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I was pretty sure that it was going to be Alex Smith, given his previous history with John Dorsey, and John Dorsey obviously understands that Alex can play the position, right? Now, I know, Dor- I, I know Alex Smith had, had, had shown some hesitation on Dan Patrick's show about coming to Cleveland, and I, I don't know if I can blame the guy. We're talking about a veteran here. I think it's different when a, when a guy who's going to enter the draft says something about not wanting to play for a franchise versus a franchise quarterback who has been well-established as, eh, I don't know, man, if I can get traded to another playoff team, I may, I may, I may want to do that more. I can, yeah. totally, I can totally understand that. Hard to hold it against him. Yeah, I can totally yeah. understand that. But if I'm a Browns fan, for as much as we want to knock ownership, what the hell are the Washington Redskins doing right now? Like, were they so afraid we were coming after their name after Chief Wahoo that they were like, well, we better get another story out here? Like, because that's the only thing that makes sense here. All you did was trade for an older Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it didn't exactly make sense from their perspective. I mean, I understand why the Browns lusted after Alex Smith, but you're right there where it's like, oh, didn't not, not that different, right? Not not exactly an upgrade. And if you're and, and if you're Kirk Cousins, which by the way, now go grab this guy because I'm convinced this is what happens. Now I don't know if normally I'd be in the Kirk Cousins camp, but now I kind of feel like, dude, this guy's been slated three, four times. Right, And there's something about these guys when they feel like they have to prove it to you where I think you can get the best out of them. So I think you go get the guy. Go get him. Washington's pretty much shown you the last two, three years. They don't, they don't think much of it. So go get him. So go get him. I'm interested more about this Kevin Love thing, though, because I'm suspicious that this Kevin Love injury will lead to me being right about something I've been on for two years before anybody in the national media was telling you about it, before anybody ever suspected it. I was the first one out there telling you Ty Lue is an average at best coach, and I think we're going to see it now. Because I think Kevin Love had been playing some of his best basketball this year, of his career, and they were still kind of like a mess. And now when you have to when you have to take Kevin out of the rotation, now we're going to have to see a coach look at his lineup and figure out how to put these pieces together to get the best out of it and we're going to see for sure now that he doesn't know how to do that. And that he's that LeBron is is the cologne that covers up the stench of all of this stuff. Yeah, I mean LeBron's a very powerful cologne. There's no doubt no about doubt. that. Um, I, I think if anything, for a six to eight week um, uh, break that Kevin Love's going to be taking here, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because this isn't a going to turn into a chronic injury or anything like that. Doubtful. I mean, it's not like this is like knee or like anything huge. This is just a fractured bone. Um, it'll be interesting to see what this does when it comes to like the concept of Kevin Love traded um, because honestly it's not like this you know this isn't a huge loss 
Moss, if you're a team that was interested in him, you're still interested in him. This isn't like, I don't know, man. We don't know if we, it's not we an can ACL go into or anything like that. Right, 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 right. There's nothing structural here. It's a broken bone, and that happens, and those heal, and guys come back from that, and that's fine. Every year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, with, 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 with essentially a week left before the NBA trade deadline, I wouldn't be surprised, and it's unusual to say with an injured player, but I wouldn't be surprised if this intensifies trade rumors for him. Yeah, I I, I can see it. I know the, uh, like the biggest LeBron homer out there is this guy named Nick Wright who works for FS1. And like he's got this like wild trade he put on his Twitter this morning where it's like the Hornets get love and we get Kemba Walker and like all this other stuff and like it's and Isaiah Thomas and Tristan Thompson both go somewhere else. It's like guys, I think you're nuts. I, I first of all, I don't know why why Charlotte does that. The other thing that's been heating up again with the with the Cavaliers is Colin Coward's out there saying, dude, people are calling him, tell him, dude, LeBron to the Lakers is real. Like that's a real possibility. Like that might happen. And then which you kind of almost believe when you see the Crosstown team in Los Angeles, the Clippers, clearing house, trying to enter the LeBron lottery. I mean, I guess really at this point, I think there's plenty of people who don't get me wrong, Cavaliers fans, but have checked out at this point, have kind of like, ah, dude, whatever, this is such a mess, I'm out. Are people going to react as negatively this time around? Are people going to care as much this time around? All right, so here's the thing. I've been on LeBron leaving since before the Kyrie trade. I've been out there telling you, dude, it's over, right? And I maintain, he's done. I think it's Houston. If it's not Houston, fine, but that's where I think it is, right? Um, a lot of people are going to go, it's never going to be the Lakers because of LeVar Ball. Well, the rumor is Magic's willing to deal Lonzo if LeBron's willing to come there. And if you can get LeBron and Paul George in a Lakers jersey, you're trading Lonzo. Like, you just are. That's going to happen. Right, so don't be worried about Levar Ball. They've I, the rumor is they're willing to move off of him. I don't see him in a Clippers jersey, but here this is all playing into what LeBron wanted. He came back here not to make you and I happy. He came back here to make the rest of the league's fans happy because the entire league hated him for what he did. But now when he leaves you again and you and I are mad and we're in the street burning jerseys, the rest of the country says, I gave you a championship, suck it up. And he knew that. And he came back here to clean up the image. It was always the plan to do it. And then to bail on you in the end. I've been on that since he came back. Is that okay? Yes. I got my title. Bro, you're, you're the best to ever do it. In my opinion, fine. You're the best to be doing it right now. Don't put him past Jordan, fine. Generational. Generational, you're the best to be doing it. So, dude, if you want to go do something else and you're 15 years into your career, who am I to stop you? Would I prefer you be a Cavalier? For sure. But in today's day and age of even when you win, people talk about how you suck, then why be anywhere you don't want to be? Yeah, I mean, I can completely completely sign off on that. I, 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 I... You know, 10 years ago or whatever it was, I guess eight years ago, seven years ago at this point when he he initially left and the Cavaliers were left, you know, kind of with their D in their hands, just like, well, what are we going to do now? Um, I was furious. I was pissed. I was angry. I was hurt. I was upset. Um, And I don't know. Maybe it is because this year the Cavaliers have underperformed and have been a little underwhelming. But like, I feel very at peace with it. I guess it's like when you've watched your grandma die for the past like year, you know, in that hospital bed, watching her just and, and, and when it finally happens, you're like, it's okay. Okay, like it's okay. I still have the that memory. Is over, right? I still have that memory. And like, I mean, God, here's the thing. And I've said this about the Cavaliers a lot this year. It's like, dude, is it a cluster F? Yes. Are, yes. Are things bad right now? Yes. Are they a bad basketball team right now? Yes. I'm not denying any of that, dude. But what if they win it all? 
Like, what if they go out? And I mean, like, I know it's like, oh, no way. But like, it's January 31st right now. And a lot of things can change by the time that May, May, June comes around. And like, what if they go out and they win the whole goddamn thing? Okay. Always a possibility. I would agree. I think Golden State's really hard to beat right now. Um, but, but yes, a possibility. Although I think another title in a Cavs jersey jersey solidifies him leaving even more. Like, dude, I gave you everything you wanted, guys. I'm out. Peace. Well, you never thought you were getting too tight. I don't think there's anything that happens where LeBron stays a Cavalier. If you get, if you get, I I disagree with that. But if you get two titles and four championship runs out of four years, and that's you're it. not satisfied as a sports fan, then it's on you. Then that's one hundred. That's one hundred percent on you. you. That's now you. I'll tell you where the anger comes from, though, Fantone. And, and, and it's misplaced, I would agree. But where the anger comes from is people know. We're smarter than ever about this stuff than before, right? You know, once he's gone, it's over. Like the, like the chances of ever being a really viable franchise ever again through the draft and all this stuff, it takes decades. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, maybe once again in my lifetime it'll happen, like where the Cavs are good. But, I mean, that's assuming I live for another 50 years. So, right. like, uh, yes. It's, it and, takes forever and, to and, do this again. And, 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 and that's the entire point that I try to make with people when it comes to this Brooklyn pick that the Cavaliers have is that, dude, it doesn't matter if you have the, the number three draft pick next year and you're the Cavs. You're going to be piss poor for years to come just based on just based on on, on what the Cavaliers have paid overpriced older you players for recently well, you like, there's just have, no way you don't even have to look that far back to know we're right Go back to when they were led by Kyrie Irving and no LeBron James. They weren't very good. And I mean, that's when they were led by Kyrie Irving, who at that point, yeah, was a 19-year-old rookie, but at the same time was still really, really, really good. You're not necessarily going to get somebody else that's in the saying. draft that, of that caliber. That's what I'm saying. Like, you had an amazing point guard in Kyrie Irving, and you were still lousy. Like, that's how hard this stuff is. And we've seen it now. It's not even really the big three anymore. It's the big four. That's why, I mean, honestly, like, that's why right now, chips in, dude. There is no, like, well, I don't know. We got to think about next year's draft. No, you don't. I don't know. If, if, well, if Kevin Love, no. It's like all guys not named LeBron right now, you're expendable. If, if, if you can be sacrificed for the sake of, of of the chance of this year, now's the time. You can't be like, well, LeBron leaves. We still have Kevin Love. And it's like, no, no you dude, don't. Doesn't matter. It, it, Kevin right. Love ain't going to do it for you. Exactly. Exactly. So this is one of those situations that's unique with LeBron James because the best thing you could do is trade him because it's the only way you get a collection of players and picks back to where you can maybe build something. But you can't trade the best player in the NBA. You just you can't do it. He is a unique situation in that as, dude, you're in a stalemate. There's nothing you can do. He's going to walk out, and you just kind of have to sit on your thumbs and let it happen. Yeah, dude, I, and I know what you're saying of, like, he's if you traded him, like, that you maybe. A, you get a but, king's ransom back. But, but still, but you still don't get a king back. You still don't right. get, I mean, dude, you can put two quarters and five nickels and, and, and a bunch of pennies together, and that's not a dollar bill. I think it's the best thing you can do yet. You can't do it. I've never seen a great move that is like, dude, you can't do that. All in for today, dude. That's the only today, right now, this window is the only window that will ever be open in the foreseeable future for this team. So I would have it. to so agree. Dude, you got to push all the chips in right now. Your shot at $1,000 every single hour. Your first keyword heading your way right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messages. Rock 106.9. 
Show, Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. And we do have Leonard Skinner tickets for you. Yeah. Skinner. Yeah. 8.30 is when we'll do those. Uh, dude, your charge fell a little short last night. Is that what you were telling me? A little bit, a little bit last night. Uh, shout out to everybody who did come out to the charge game. Uh, Saturday night, though, uh, we look to right in the ship, and uh, things will get underway with uh, some pretty awesome fleece blankets. The Ohio Lottery's getting hooked up. So first, uh, 2,000 oh, nice. adult fans that walk through the door are going to get hooked up with that. And uh, yeah, man, it was a tough night of hoops in the Civic Center last night. But, dude, got them next time, right? That's right. That's right. Dude, is one of the charge players going to have to go step up for Kevin Love? For those of you that don't know, he broke his hand. Um, Something's going to have to happen there. There's going to have to be another body into the rotation because, like... John Holland. Well, I mean, like... It's Make not, it happen. It's, I mean, it's that's not un- unquestioned. I mean, it, because somebody's going to have to eat those minutes. And, sure. like, yeah. you got to get somebody out there who's young, John Holland, and somebody who'd be able to go do it, John Holland. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that were to happen I'd be the so next happy day. for our boy, dude. He's been good to us, dude. Yeah. He's come on the show a couple of times. He's a friend of the program. Listens a little bit now. I uh, Dude, I'd be very happy for him. Yeah, he asked me the other day, he's like, man, when do you guys want to have me back in? I'm like, John, just tell me when, bro. Like, we don't have a show planned or anything. Like, yeah, bro, no, I would bump... Come on in, man. Come on in. What do we got going on? New Turd Tuesday? <laughs> I, would, uh, I would bump anything but New Turd Tuesday yeah, for John Allen. we got you. Come yeah. on in, buddy. Or Lamar Sharp. Those are the uh, those are the two things that are unbumpable. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're throwing Munch Man underneath the bus? See you, Munch! Damn it. And Scott. <laughs> Damn it! All these guys have been with me all this time. Look at these benchmarks we have. Yeah, screw them. Screw them. Are we supposed to be able to see this blue blood orange moon thing that's happening? <laughs> I have, dude, I, every news site I, I've read is calling it something different. Um, I, I believe it's a blue moon tonight or today, and that does not mean that the moon will be blue. That just means that it'll look larger than normal. Yeah, and that's pretty anticlimactic, even on like a clear night where you're like, "All right, dude, the blue moon—it's going to be something crazy." And I don't know, know dude. Are you sure? And Bruce Almighty, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> threw it on him. <laughs> that, you is, know? that is true. That <laughs> is. True. Threw it on him. Um, but no, I just think cloud coverage, like uh, you know, is too heavy right now, so you probably really can't see it. At least I couldn't see it when I was driving in this morning. Yeah, I, di- I mean, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything abnormal, or it was like, oh, look at that. Like I just now again, I'm just tired and just like kind of wiping sleep out of my eye. But would you even let's like, say it's a crystal clear, perfect night? I mean, you're gonna notice the moon looking a little bit bigger. There have been times where when I, like when I've been in Utah or like where you get out of a city yeah. and all you see is stars, where you kind of like look at it you're like damn dude that thing's bigger than you think it is yeah i mean dude you get out in the middle of nowhere with no other light messing with you but dude we're driving up 77 you wouldn't even yeah i mean very rarely in my daily life when i'm in the grind of my life you know work and that kind of stuff am i noticing any of that kind of stuff no so i don't i I don't think you'll be seeing it so i saw that this guy in uh spain 113 years old and has now died. He was like the oldest Jeez. man in the world. Jeez. Right? He was uh, by his side was his 82 year old daughter. Which if you told me she died, it was like, wow. well, yeah, dude, she's 82. Wow. Think about that. 82 year old daughter. God, dude, you are old as dirt at that point. 113. She said he was taking walks up until he was about 107. Like he would just like walk outside and just take a walk. Now they claim that part of the reason he was able to stay alive this long was is that he grew his own vegetables on his own land. Right. 
And I would agree that more vegetables in your diet probably does help you stay healthy. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm no expert on anything, but that sounds logical. Sure, that carrots. Sounds good, right? Eat them. Yep. Sure, yep. good for the eyes. Yep. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Bugs Bunny. Got it. <laughs> but you, there's a little. But this is luck that happens here, right? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I, I'm sure this was a perfect storm of things that happened here. And I wonder where this guy lands on the all-time oldest list. But like, yeah, man. I mean, genetics had to play a part of this. Um, where he lived had to be a part of that. The sense of purpose he had in his life, whether it was, you know, tending to that garden or whatever it was, there was something that got him out and kept him, you know, getting out of bed every morning. So, like, I'm sure it was a perfect storm of things that that, that, that led to 113 years. Born in 1905. Jesus, dude. 1905. <laughs> so, uh, so, so let me give you some things that happened in 1905. OK, for a frame of reference of how old this dude is, the Wright Brothers third aeroplane. The Wright Flyer 3 was in the air for 39 minutes. They were still calling it aeroplane. That's how old it is, dude. I mean, that's how, that's, dude, 19, oh, I'm just insane. 1905, right? Theodore Roosevelt is sworn in for his first full term as president of the United States. Teddy. That's Teddy, not that's yeah. not FDR, dude. That's I mean, Teddy. God, to, 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 to have been alive during a Roosevelt presidency, dude, you're super old, and it was Teddy. Good Jesus, man. Dude, Teddy's main transportation, horse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, 1905. Albert Einstein submits a paper where he develops an argument for the famous equation E equals MC squared. So, like, this thing that we have lived with our entire life that we've just known is true. This dude was born the year that like that got like proposed. I like how everybody like knows this is true equals MC squared. People have explained that to me. People are like, I don't know. I have no I idea. Have no idea. I don't but, even know what it means. But it's, it's something that's on the Big Bang Theory. Therefore, it's smart. For sure. Yeah, no, it must be true. <laughs> Sheldon knows. He knows. I got to tell you, dude, 113... Dude, that sounds miserable to me. I mean, you look at people who have lived a really long time, close to 100 years, and you think about how much they've seen in their life and how much, you know, change has happened in the world. And, you know, by the time the world wars happened, this guy was already an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the time the first world war happened, this guy's already an adult. And you're right. Like, I mean, there's there's something special about that where it's like, dude, you've seen 100 years plus of life happen. But, like, imagine living through 100 plus years on this planet. Good God, man. Now, they say he was still a little bit mobile. He could get around. Wasn't sickly or the like. But I just... Now, people have condemned me for for my take on this, which is crazy because it's my life. But I have like casually said, dude, I don't want to be any older than 60, which I think is a little bit of hyperbole on my part. Yeah. 70 seems like a pretty good run. I see. To me, I don't think it's so much a number you know, or a line in the sand where it's like, well, once I get to this age, I feel like I've been here for too long. But the concept of quality of life is very real. I don't want to be 100 years old laying no. there in a bed, miserable, just wishing I was dead. No, if you What's got, that worth? If I, if I can't feed myself, I'm done. You know, they, they, they talk about nowadays where, like, you know, the first person who's going to be 150 years old has been born already. Like, somebody alive on the planet right now will be the first person to live to be that old. I could see that. Based on, you know, medicine moving forward. Somebody and, born and, last year. And, I could see right, that. Right, sure. right, right, right. But, like, how awful is that last 70 years of your life going to be? I mean, to turn, to turn 75 and think, I'm only halfway there. I'm only making the turn right now. Oh, F that. Right? I mean, like, what are you doing for that next 75 years? No, like, I just went, I I mean, I went to Vegas to see my mom for the holiday, right? My mom is 71. Okay. She's going to be 72 in May. 
And now look, she can, st- she still drives. She still walks around. She's, you know, she's still coherent and that whole thing. But you can definitely see, uh, this isn't as fun as it used to be oh, taking over her. Uh, that downshift into the senior citizen lifestyle there. Yeah. Like, oh, it's very real. Like, dude, getting her in and out of the minivan. I mean, it just seems like now she's my mom, so I don't want her to go anywhere. But if I'm talking about me, I'm like, I don't know if I want that. I, I just don't. I've now, again, I have been selfish my entire life. Like, I, you know what I mean? I never got married. I don't have kids. I live my whole life just to, just to please Dan Stansbury. It's the whole thing, right? Right. And so, like, maybe that's what it is, where it's like, bro, I just want to capitalize, run through as much stuff as I can, and then wrap it up early. And then be done with it. Yeah, I think I do. Before before it's, you know, before it's done with me. Um, I mean, think about the finances of that. Like, we as a people right now have a hard enough time even saving for retirement, knowing that it's going to last for 20 years. You know what I mean? From 65 to 85. If you you had that in front of you, it's like, God, dude, how am I going to put this money together? I got a 401 what? I got to do what? What do I got to? Who do I call? It's it's exactly what I was thinking about last night. I read this because I was like, this guy's 113, right? Where's that money coming from? Right, exactly. Because I was like, man, all right. Like, I work in the most unstable business in America. Like, it's just unstable, the entertainment business. And then, then, you know, the radio business on top of that. Like, it's just unstable right now, right? Where it's like jobs are just like kind of just going by the wayside. So I was like, all right. Like, there's a real possibility that the company's going to tell you at some point, sometime soon. Like, dude, look, we're just done. Sorry, we're done. Yeah, you guys had a good run and thanks for coming out. Welcome to being a a grown up in America. We're all worried about it, right? And so I started really thinking last night, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And I got terrified. And instead of actually figuring out what I was going to do. <laughs> What'd you do? What'd I just, you do? I turned on Netflix <laughs> and started watching more Dirty Money and started screaming about these evil CEOs that are ruining all of our lives. I was like, dude, I don't have time to be working on what I'm going to do. I just want to be terrified and eat cereal in my underwear and watch Netflix. Dude, I was scared to death when I read this last night. Please don't make me live to 113 years old. I would be miserable. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 at 10 after 7 o'clock this morning. We'll get you hooked up with some money. Fantone and I both got paid last night. We still want your $1,000. Give us that money. So here's the thing, dude. When you win it, we're going to try to we're gonna try to convince you out of at least a little bit of, come on take your boy to lunch yeah at the very least dude take us to lunch i hope i'm not breaking fcc laws right now eh, fcc fcc yeah they're fine they're gonna be fine there is no rule that says you're not allowed to give us the money back i know you wouldn't you know what i mean but maybe because you're the kind of person that wouldn't maybe that's why you never want it right Did you ever stop and think about that right maybe that is uh, facts right there maybe actually. if you just pray right now in your car no closing your eyes and say, hey, dude, God, I'm going to hook Stansbury up with some of this money. I bet he gives it to you. Yeah, that's that's likely right I, I bet he gives it to you. Dude, if Ernest Angeli can do that. Yeah, why can't you? Why can't I do I it? I mean, honestly, why can't you? Why dude? can't I do that? Pass around the collection plate. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, uh, having worked with Matthew Fantone for a few years. Um, I, I can tell you, I've been pleasantly surprised to find out he's a better human being than he, than I thought he was the night we met. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> All right. That was so much. And, and dude, and by a lot. Okay. Right? Okay. I'll and, take that. Uh, now, that's more about me than it really is about you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, right? Okay. So, so, so there is that. I was going to say, I didn't do anything wrong the day we met. It's not like... Nothing <laughs> wrong. No, I, I, no, I won't say wrong. But you have been a pleasant surprise. Okay. 
and I view you to be mostly progressive on on you know most people you know getting what they deserve and what they need and like you know uh, those that are in in better positions should help out people who are not in those positions and okay. we agree on all those things. Okay. And uh, I I I do like the fact that you will at least put your money where your mouth is in the sense that dude you just don't talk to people about like you actually go out and help charity so I like that right I try to I uh I mean I think most people find hypocrisy to be a bit like you know enraging um which I certainly do so I don't know maybe that was one of the turning points in my life where I was kind of like dude if you're going to be about something you then have be to about go, it. you got to go do it you can't just like man I wish that more people had this that or the other it's like well then get your ass out there and give people this that or the other hypocrisy is your least favorite thing for sure I'm not a real big fan of it I try to live my life life is as 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 evenly as I can where it's like if this is my thought I have to apply it to you I have to apply it to myself I have to apply it across the board so I it's really hard to do. do it is it's hard to do it yeah, is. yeah yeah you know standing by your own morals is <laughs> it's a tough thing to do it's tough now I say all this to throw you under the bus <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> to throw you under the zoo bus I'm feeling good about myself for a second all right what, what happened because here? again you are even a a animal lover you are a, you are a member of both the cleveland mm-hmm. and akron zoo mm-hmm. yeah and that's why i feel like your take on this is very very strange all right. and now maybe i have misunderstood your position in the four years that we've been working together but it over the that course of time subjects have come up on the air and I have taken away from those conversations that you ultimately have an issue or do not support, and I'm looking for you to clarify which one we are here, like the emotional support animal seems to be a sticking point with you. And it seems like a strange place for Matthew Fantone to be drawing the line. I know as everybody looks at me, is like, oh, you're just this libtard. You're just this person who's still left. But like, Chain I feel like, tree. I feel like animal stuff and I feel like immigration and guns are two are three things right there where people are like, why, why don't you feel the way that you're supposed to feel? And it's like, I don't know. You're, but as far as like emotional support, you're better on guns than most of the people on the left, I will give you that. As far as emotional support animals go, it's not that I don't buy into the concept. Like I totally buy into, you know, a a, a you know a veteran from the Iraq War watched his buddy get blown up, and now for whatever reason, ducks. Him taking care of his ducks at home are the thing is the thing that calms him is the thing that evens him is the thing that like you know he finds to be you know the cure for what's wrong with him. Sure, and I buy into that. I just don't necessarily buy into the exploitation of it, where it's like, okay, that's the case there. Now that doesn't mean you get to bring your dog into Walmart with you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's 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 huge differences between like uh, when it, when it's when it's used as it's supposed to be and when it's being abused and I think more times than not that system gets abused because it's easy to do. We agree more than we disagree here, okay? Um I'll, I'll tell you a personal story about an emotional uh, support animal here in a minute. I've told it before, but it, it goes along with this story uh, of of what we're talking about. But I think it's easy for you and I to sit here and say, oh, yeah, soldier that served and PTSD and he comes home and he's taking care of ducks or maybe it's dogs or whatever. Fine. Right. But you don't get to bring your dog into Walmart. However, I think people on the other side of this would say that if you've been this is a big subject and, uh, you know, uh, circulating the people these days is if you've been raped, sure. that, that 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 PTSD can definitely come with 100%. that. One hundred percent. For sure. It can. And that an emotional that an emotional support animal would help somebody through that. Yes, one hundred percent. And if that's the case, and you've got your chickens at home, and tending to your chickens is what you want to do, you don't get to bring your chickens into Walmart. That soldier doesn't get to bring his ducks into Walmart. Okay. Now I bring this up because there's a woman who's been turned away from United Airlines because she showed up 
um, with her, I, I believe this was Newark Airport, where she showed up with her emotional support peacock. Jesus. A peacock. And she or- bought a ticket. She bought a ticket for the peacock. Now, the, you know, the airport told her when she got there, look, it's there's a size issue. There's weight issues. We're not we're not doing this. We're not we're not going to do it. Now, again, the airline also states that they told her three separate times before she got to the airport that she would not be allowed to fly with this animal in the manner in which she was trying to do it. I know you can ship animals. They'll put them on the plane underneath or whatever. But like she bought a she bought a ticket for this bird and they weren't going to let her do it. Now, I am like you. Because I know I'm a dog person, right? And right. I'm going to use a friend of mine, Rachel, who I work with at the Agora. Rachel is a dog fanatic, and especially her dog. Her dog, Henry the Bear, has his own Instagram account. Like Jeez. She's one of those, Jeez. right? He does everything she does. Adventures of Henry the Bear is a hashtag, like the oh whole thing. Like, dude, the whole thing. She's all in, right? If you're a seven-year-old and you're writing a book called Adventures of Henry the Bear and it's about you and your dog <laughs> running around, then boy, that sounds adorable. But you're, you're a 37-year-old. Good God, people. So she has jokingly said a couple of times online, I'm going to get emotional support status for her dog, and then realized, oh, well, I could. This is like a medical marijuana card in California 10 years ago. A headache will give me one of these. And so I'm with you in the sense that it's like, I believe that good cases of this are going to be dismissed because of the abuse of it. Right. And so, like, I do think I'm going to have to, we are eventually going to have to look at people who are truly suffering and saying, sorry, man, this thing's running amok. We now, dude, it looks like every flight looks like we bought a zoo. Right. Like, we can't have it. Right, 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 right. We've just got barnyard friends in the back of the plane right now. Just Here's what it boils down to for me is it's like, if this is a trained animal, a service animal, I have zero issue with you bringing that animal anywhere. Bring your C&I dog with you anywhere, you know, but there has to be something, it just can't be your pet where it's like well this is what makes me feel better like yeah dude there's a million things that make me feel better in life but i can't just go do them in the middle of in the middle of an an airplane i ain't smoking joints in the middle of the airplane i'm not masturbating in the middle of the airplane right i mean like so like there's a million things that would make me feel a little bit like all right i'm calmed down well no (laughs) no if hangovers to be believed it's just (laughs) frowned upon you know what i mean no it is not allowed dude not frowned upon i uh when i was owning a bar in oregon like they were early adapters to the emotional support animal you know what i mean because i Everybody's that freaking hippie. And there was a woman who came in with a small, like, pocket-sized dog, and I knew she was faking. Like, I knew it. Like, I had another customer, Jack, who had a dog, and Jack had physical conditions, and his dog always had, like, in Oregon, like, the dog has to be wearing, like, a red jacket or whatever it is, so people know, and it has to be with you, leashed and kind of being held by you, so it's not, like, wandering around the front. And Jack always took really good care of his dog, and I believed his case, saw it, could see it, you know what I mean? And so I was like, dude, you're good. But I would always throw this other woman. I'm like, no, dude, you got to get that dog out of here. Like, no, I'm not dealing with it. And she's like, you legally can't. I was like, well, you legally got to show me the paperwork that says this thing is. And she can never do it. Service animal versus support animal there where it's like, yes, you have to show me the paperwork that this is a a trained animal. like Versus just, just a dog. Versus just. Right. And I mean, and we keep talking dogs. But like when it comes to it's a peacock we're talking about here. Like there is no training of a it's peacock. Fair. Like I'm sorry, but there's not. So Can like, a peacock not be trained? 
I'm gonna, I, I trained in the capacity of like, oh, I don't know. Hey, we can we can get the peacock to to run up this ramp to get its food. I'm sure you could do that. But when it comes to like not crapping on a plane, when it comes to like not pecking at people that are sitting next to you, when it comes to not freaking out because it's in an airplane, I I don't buy that at all. It's a peacock. Dude, I'm getting you a peacock for your birthday, dude. <laughs> dude your girlfriend's going to be happy. It's going to be like, there's peacock poop all over the goddamn place. You're shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Just heard Black Hole on there. I, Dude, I got to tell you, sometimes you forget being around um, radio stations and like, like what songs meant to you when they were released and how good they were. And like, man, can Chris Cornell sing or what? That's pretty horrible. Like that guy, <laughs> dude. Like just, I just normally a lot of times during during songs or whatever, I'm reading something else, turn my headphones down, not really thinking about a lot, right? Getting prepared for the next thing. I don't. I don't normally pay a lot of attention to the music that's running. It um, it, it's definitely Black Hole Sun is one of those songs that you feel like at this point, man, everyone's heard it eight bajillion times, but still there's freshness in it. There's yeah. like, there's still life in it. I understand why that's a staple of the format. He, uh, dude, he could sing anything, like anything. Like I really loved his solo record that he did with Timberland. It was a little bit more like R&B. It actually sounded a lot like a Timberlake record and, um, and people just eviscerated him over that. But I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But I kind of like when artists will kind of like step out and kind of like do what they're doing. So I woke up bummed out today, buddy. Oh. And uh, stick around here a few minutes. We'll hook you up with your thousand dollars. It's because you don't have a thousand dollars. Is that what you're bummed out about? For sure. It's definitely part of it. (laughs) But I was convinced that Alex Smith was going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns next year. Okay. Like I was convinced John Dorsey was going to go get Alex Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs. We were going to work out a trade. We were going to get him. And I felt like, okay, well, then that at least helps you steady the ship. Like you at least do a competent quarterback. And we can argue all day whether or not Alex Smith is like an A is an A franchise quarterback. He's probably a B plus. But ultimately, I think at the end of the day that that helps you ready the sh- steady the ship. You were an F organization, so a B plus quarterback sounds all right. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. And so then I woke up a little bit bummed out today. I was like, well, we missed out on that one. And I don't know why the Washington Redskins did it. I think at the end of the day, all you did was trade for an older. Kirk Cousins. Now that situation that's been boiling over is obviously going to come to a, it's going to come to a head here. And then it got me thinking this morning on my way into work. Well, maybe this is the best case scenario ever. Okay, I think what's possible. I don't know how probable it is, but I think it's possible. Those are separate words. That what we may see here in the end of the Kirk Cousins story might be a little Kurt Warner ish. And the sense that it'll be different in the sense that Kirk Cousins has been playing in the NFL, hadn't, you know, wasn't like stocking shelves at the grocery store and then came and like ran a great team. Right. But I think what might happen is you may see Cousins kind of like be in this situation with the Redskins and have it be just kind of what it is and be kind of messy and all that. And they don't really want him. And then he may go to a situation and have that chip on his shoulder, the Tom Brady, I got drafted in the sixth round chip. The, the Kurt Warner, I should have been playing in the league the entire time. The Drew Brees, everybody tells me I'm undersized, Chip. Like, I think there may be something building on the shoulder of Kirk Cousins like that 
that if you put him in a right situation, you support him and you make him feel like, dude, you're our guy? That you get one of those, you got to drag him off the field before he dies kind of guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I see what you're saying there. I just feel like... I mean, unless the Browns make a push for him through a trade, I don't think he's going to want to sign on to an organization like this at this point in his career. Probably understands that, like, yo, window's kind of closing. I don't necessarily have a ton of time left in the tank here. Uh, So uh, there's a lot of positions you could go in a better place as a free agent. If you wanted to go to Denver, it'd be like, all right, well, what am I doing? What am I doing going to the Browns? Probably looking for a quarterback. Right. Got plenty of of pieces to trade, Denver does. A lot of people like him in Minnesota. Um, they kind of like him in a Vikings uniform, which I got to tell you, if I'm a Vikings fan, I don't know if I hate that. I mean, there's there's just a lot of places that need a quarterback right now that are in a much better situation, the Buffalo Bills being one of them, where it's like the Cleveland Browns yeah, are right got now. Got a great defense. Where if I'm a free agent, I get what you're saying, where it's like, well, I have a bit of an attitude, but I can go have a bit of an attitude with the Buffalo Bills and still have a better team built Oh, I would me. agree that there are probably teams that look more attractive to Kirk Cousins right now than the Cleveland Browns. I, I can't argue that. I just I think if you make a trade for the guy and you give him the starting job, and you give it to him. Now, see, that's where we're going to have a problem here because we are obviously going to take a rookie quarterback. But if you make him, because what he's been dealing with in Washington for years is he, you're the guy, you're not the guy, you're the guy, you're not the guy. I mean, they did, they kind of Deshaun Kaisered him a little bit. And if you stop doing that with him, I think there might be a quarterback in there. And uh, he'd obviously have to agree to a at least somewhat long-term signing with the Browns. I can't just have the dude come in for a year and... and, and, and That's a mess. You know what I mean? So like, So I feel like there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts when it comes to that. Do you feel concerned that um, John Dorsey wasn't able to make it happen with a guy that essentially we all kind of thought was in his pocket of like, all right, well, here comes Alex Smith. And no, because I, I won't say I'm concerned because... I, how much of that was true or how much of that was just the fan base thinking? Like, I don't know if he was unable to get it. I don't know how how into the Alex Smith idea he really was versus what we in the media and what other fans and what Twitter thought he may be. Yeah, I mean, we all put out the narrative we want on our sports teams. It's just who we are. It's what we do. So I can't be disappointed unless I know he legitimately was trying and then could have get it done. I would worry about that. To me, to me, it just feels like this was the first swing and a miss that I've seen from them so far. So there is a little bit of me that's like, I don't know, like, is this a sign of things to come? See, I don't... Like, I, I just don't know that, though. Like, I don't know if we were legitimately trying to go after him or if it was just an assumption. Now, you could make the argument that if you were targeting Alex Smith and then you didn't try to go do it, that you, what you're doing is the same old thing you've always done. And that that would be concerning. I would sign off on that being concerning. But you're 1-31 over two years. The whole thing's concerned. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty big concern. I uh, I would take him. Like I think right now, I think you got to look at Kirk Cousins and go, yeah, dude, that's probably better than what you're going to do week one out of this draft. Like I think some of these guys in this draft have the potential to be good, but they're not going to be probably as good as Cousins would be week one. And they're not going to get to where their potential lies behind behind Deshaun Kaiser. There has to be somebody in there that knows how to do that job, teaching people how to do that job. You, you can't get better when the dude in front of you is no better than you. Even if you're just learning by, by looking. 
Right, right. Just even if, with a clipboard. I mean, even if Kirk Cousins isn't like trying to bring you along and turn you into a franchise quarterback, even if you're just watching by looking, you need a more competent version of that than what the Browns currently have. I would agree with that. Your shot at $1,000? It's right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data in Mach 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. Luckily for us... We're on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that there, but I forgot I was supposed to. <laughs> do it there. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations on the iHeartRadio app. You just pick a song, artist, enter it. We'll go to work picking some other stuff that goes right or wrong with it. It's all free. Our show's on there, too. A bunch of other good podcasts. Download or open the free iHeartRadio app today. It always amazes me. People are like, Dude, can I listen to you online? Yes, of course you can. iHeartRadio, baby. No, they would prefer it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. turn it on right now. What I was going to say is, luckily for us, we have a dyed-in-the-wool Kansas City Chiefs fan in the 20 million. Our buddy Donnie Hammond is a huge Chiefs fan. Don Mega. He loves them, right? And I don't know where that came from because I'm pretty sure he's never left Massel on a day in his life. <laughs> Dude, if Mushroom Head hasn't been there, Donnie's not going. Like that's just like that's just the way that goes, right? And so I don't know how that happened. I'm sure he'll tell me now. Um, but I was making the claim that I didn't know that the Browns were actually really aggressively trying to go after, after Alex Smith, so I wasn't going to blame him for the not being able to land him. So sure enough, Donnie knows everything that's happening with the Chiefs, sends me an article from the score that says the Browns tried to trade for Alex Smith prior to the Kansas City Chiefs, agreeing to send him to Washington. Somebody, uh, a league source had told Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com, and obviously it used to be the plane dealer, I don't know if she's still there or whatever. Right and uh, one in the same. That. Yeah. Oh, is it yeah, one in the, one same, in the same that same they've that. all become the same thing yeah. now? Makes sense. I don't know who's reading newspapers that much anymore. Six teams, uh, including the Browns, showed interest in acquiring, and so we weren't able to do this. Now, I don't. Again, I don't know why I'm turning into a Browns apologist. Like I don't know why I'm doing it. It's strange, dude. But you have it. But go ahead. I, I don't know why I'm a Browns <laughs> apologist, ahead. but I am. But again, this is not, I mean, it was a trade. So it wasn't necessarily up to Alex Smith of like, no, I'm not going there. I don't think it was that. As far as I know, again, this article from the score, not all that long. So I don't know that, right? So could this not be that he just, John Dorsey now, is our new GM, had just exited Kansas City, that they're like, dude, we're not helping you. We're not helping you. We don't care what you got. We're not looking to help you. Um, I think that it would take a lot of pettiness from a football organization trying to win football games there because, like, well, if you can give us, you can give us draft picks, which the Browns have a slew of, then uh, that that would that would be very very small to me. I don't I don't know that to be the case. A lot of egos in rooms like that. I got to wonder if it's not possible. I don't know it, but like apparently, uh, the trade to Washington. I mean, dude, he went for like nothing. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was a second rounder and a, and a cornerback, so it's like, and this is from an ESPN article, the interest in Smith in Cleveland, there was interest in Smith in Cleveland, but what happened isn't completely clear. Cleveland.com reported that the Browns did try to compete, complete a draft, but they did it, they weren't yet willing to offer a second round pick, which they have three. 
So it's just like what, what it's, uh, you had a quarterback in your sight, somebody that you thought could go out there and be the starting quarterback, and you're not willing to come off of a third or a second round draft pick, which you have three of in a draft where you have 98 draft picks. I bet the stats are 60 percent of second rounders wash out of the league. <sighs> 60? Wow. I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure it's like 43% of first-round picks like flame out. So second round, I got, I'm pulling numbers out, but I would imagine it's close to 60% of second-rounders wash out. And this is, you know, I, I feel like when, when, when they made that push for Jimmy Garoppolo, they weren't willing to come off of stuff. And it's like, guys, I understand you build up the war chest for as many draft picks as you can. And, dude, that was the Sashi Brown blessing. I mean, that was, if you can say one thing about the dude, is that the Browns have an F-ton of, 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 of weapons in the arsenal right now. But, dude, you got to pull them out and use them. You, I mean, what, what are you holding on to them for? Admittingly, if it was legitimately we're not willing to trade a second-round pick for Alex Smith, that was dumb. That was dumb. Because you're going to need a vet to usher in the rookie you're going to draft this year anyway. And Alex kind of knows where he is in his career. And I, I don't know to what level this is, but also reporting that Cousins did have say with what happened on Tuesday. And made it, made it made it clear um, that he wanted to go to a, a team that he felt like could contend. And obviously the Cleveland Browns are not that team. They're not. No, they're not. I mean, you make the argument as Washington, but I'll take the Redskins over the Browns. I mean, yes. Given, given the options there. Literally, there's no team in the NFL I wouldn't switch places with right none, now. None. None. Not a single one of them. That's terrible. Yeah, if you were a second round pick away from landing Alex Smith and you didn't do that, that that is a that is a tactical error on your part. And that I would have to put that around John Dorsey's neck. You you can't not. If that's what happened, if it was like, no, we can do this, we're just not doing it, that's crazy. Especially as you look at, it, at, at, at what's left on the table now, and obviously there's going to be more and more moves made, but, dude, you're talking about the Sam Bradfords of the world, Drew Statton's, Mark Sanchez's, dudes like that. Now, here's I mean, the thing. If Sam what? Bradford could play 16 games, he'd be great. Sure. He'd be a great pickup, but he can't. He's shown it to you, dude. It's just you're not staying. Their offensive line way better than what the Browns have going on. And and like at least in far as protection wise goes, I know on paper we're supposed to be the second best offensive line in the league, which is laughable. And so, dude, we're not going to be able to keep Sam Bradford healthy. Like that sucks because I think that kid can throw the football. Like I think he has like the head game and all that, but he just his dude his body can't handle. I it. just see it as 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 you've got the guys that are available and the guys that are realistic, and there's such for the most part, a gap between like, all right, here's what Alex Smith can bring you. Not the best quarterback in the world, but still, here's what Alex Smith can bring you. And then we're talking about everyone else. Not even a little. There's a pretty big gap there between the guys I just listed and Alex Smith. So yeah, this, like, this whole thing sh- shoots a hole in my boat because my whole thing has been this is why it's okay to get excited about the Browns because John Dorsey knows what he's doing and he's going to get you a veteran quarterback who's going to help study the ship. That's, I, dude, I've said it a thousand. Dude, I didn't even have to think about it. I just naturally said because I've said it so many times that if this isn't what happens now, then strap in, dude. You're in for a season of miserable. Like, if, if they don't land a vet, you're in for a season of miserable, which will be, what, three? No, I think no. it's carry the one. No. 24 in a row or something. Seems like it. <laughs> something like that. Yikes. Dude, that's a mess. I mean, dude, I would have traded Alex Smith for a second-round pick all day. I, I, dude, I would have let Kansas City take their pick of players on the current roster and a second-round pick. There's nobody on that roster that I'm like, no. Well, ah, Miles Garrett is maybe the guy on the roster that I'm like, ah, no. Anybody else on that team right now, tradable for sure. 
I can't think of a non-tradable Cleveland Brown outside of Miles Garrett. Not for a franchise quarterback. If I felt like I was getting a franchise guy, I'd probably trade half my draft picks next year. Look around the league. When you don't have a quarterback, you are screwed. There is no price to pay that is too high for a, for a quarterback, win. for for somebody right. that comes in and plays that position. So, like, I mean, God, how many times do the Browns have to see the evidence of that where it's like, well, we could add Julio Jones, but instead we got seven draft picks, and it's like, guys, what, what are we talking about? Get talented players that can score points on your team. You have to do that, and that starts with the quarterback position. I, 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 I don't want. I don't want to close the door on the Browns right now. I really don't. I feel like I've been. I've been. I've been pessimistic on them for a while. But dude, this does not rock me into comfort at all. Apparently, the Redskins gave Alex Smith four years. I see. I wouldn't have been again. I would not have been afraid of years of contract for a guy. It's the NFL, right? You know dude, none of the money's guaranteed, right? Not a lot of it. I mean, some of it's guaranteed, but ultimately, dude, you get hurt. You, you know, what I mean, you get out of stuff. It's not the NBA. You're not like completely on the hook. Yeah, I would have. There was no deal I wouldn't have done for Alex Smith yesterday, because you wake up this morning and you read Cleveland.com and Alex Smith is your quarterback. All of us go. Oh, all right. How different is the conversation today? I mean, considerably. I'll tell you what the difference is. We wouldn't have any other conversation today outside of Alex Smith as your quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. That's how different the conversation is, is that we have no other conversations today but that one. Meanwhile, I got to tell you how not to get your ass in the friend zone next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. I'm hearing that Alex Smith got $70 million of that money guaranteed to go to Washington. And people were like worried about maybe having to guarantee that kind of money. But it's like, this is what these guys get paid, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it would be if, if $70 million guaranteed was egregious for Alex Smith because every other quarterback in the league wasn't getting it, it'd be fine. But it's like, dude, every year the salary of a quarterback goes up. Yeah, Every I mean, free agency period, it just goes up. That's all professional sports, and that's one of the things that, I mean, with the Cavaliers right now, a lot of people are like, Tristan Thompson paid too much money. I'm like, look at other bigs compared to him. That's exactly what he gets paid. Like, it's in line with yes. what the market bears. Well, both things can be true there, where that's what the market would bear, and so sometimes you're going to overpay for okay. a guy for okay. that okay. position. Okay, So yeah. both things are yeah. going to be true occasionally. Okay, uh, so people are asking me about some other quarterbacks out there. Like Teddy Bridgewater is another one of these guys where people feel like never really got a fair shake. There have been some injury issues in this and that. Yeah. Yeah, given where the Browns are position-wise with the quarterback, I'd have to take it. We say no. Like, no, nah, no, nah, we're good, bro. Another guy here is telling me your top three picks would be Case Keenum, Brian Hoyer, or Chase Daniel. Wow. Woof. I would, I, I, dude, Woof. be careful with Case Keenum. I will just be honest with you. I'd be careful with that. I don't know for sure he can't play, but they put that guy into a Ferrari. And so, yeah, he looked pretty good until he ran. But again, I mean, everybody's going to have bad games. But I, I would be I would be very, very careful on Case Keenum. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't look at him as the second coming of Tom Brady, but at the same time, I would give Case Keenum a real look. I mean, I, 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 You'd I, have to. I, I, I'd sign him today. I would. You'd have to. Especially if those three guys you named, who was it, Hoyer, Daniels? And, and Chase Daniel. And, 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 and yeah, I'll do Case Keenum all day. Now, would I look at Hoyer again? Yeah, because I was the guy, I remember saying it, when we let Hoyer go, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
No other franchise would let a hometown kid walk who's shown he can play a little. I mean, there were multiple 300-yard games when he was here. Multiple. Which right now, you take a million of those. I, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think Brian Hoyer is necessarily what, what, what sports media people are going to call a franchise guy. But I think he's been a little bit better than some of the things we've seen. But I think Case Keenum may be fool's gold. I don't know. But the pit in my stomach tells me Chase, uh, that Case Keenum may be fool's gold. They, I mean, they put that kid into a Ferrari. And so a lot can, a lot can benefit there. I don't know if he looks the way he did while playing for the Vikings if he's here. Harder to do. And so you're going to need your quarterback to be better than he needs to be in Minnesota. I think. But, I mean, what I don't know about this stuff could fill the Grand Canyon, I suppose. Even though a lot of the stuff I predict and say will happen does, in fact, happen. So, I don't know. So, a lot of guys complain about being put in the friend zone. Yeah. Okay? And I have always said, that I think 90%, sometimes, dude, I will admit that sometimes, dude, a girl's just being a bitch and that's just where she's putting you, you know what I mean? Or she's just not viewing you that way or this and that. But I maintain that guys put themselves in the friend zone constantly. Like, constantly. You take yourself out of consideration for being laid. Yeah. Dude, the amount of times I see it in a bar, like when I'm bartending and I hear guys things that are saying whether they're trying to pick up women or they're out on a date with a girl, they're bringing a girl to maybe it's their second, third date, and he's bringing her to a show to show her that you know he's cool and he knows where to take her and those kind of things. And then I'll listen to him talk to her while they're getting drinks at the bar, and it's like, yeah, bro, she's never taking her panties off for you. That's never going to happen because you're a mongrel who can't stop talking about sex every three seconds with her. Dudes get in the way of their own penis all the time. I mean, it's a self-defeating cycle right there. Of just like, man, I want to get laid, so I'm going to desperately say something to this chick, and that's why you don't get laid. Therefore, you want to get laid even more, so you'll say something even more desperate. It just it's awful. Keeps, it just keeps repeating. It's a cycle. It's a downward spiral. And so you'll ha- you'll see this a lot, where guys will go online and talk about like nice guys finish last. Oh jeez, right? Oh jeez. And the woe is me thing, which by the way, the woe is me about your dating life online is just going to make quality women run in the opposite direction of you because you look like a whiner slash complainer. Yeah. They're just going to be out, just so you know. They're done, right? And so what this article I'm reading, and I believe this to be true, is saying is this, is that a woman's not putting you in the friend zone more than you just were never in the running, and that certain people you meet aren't going to be necessarily sex partners. She didn't decide to put you in the friend zone. She just knew from the onset of meeting you, you were ne- even though you thought you were in the running, you were never in it. Because you wanted to sleep with her, and that very much is real. As soon as you have the idea in your mind of like, yes, this is somebody I view as a potential sexual partner, automatically you think that they feel the exact same way, and all you have to do is figure out that riddle. You have to figure out that lock, and all of a sudden it'll open up to you, and that is not true. And if we're going to be true. and if we're going to be fair to it, guys, you you put yourself in that situation situation where you where she becomes a sexual partner to you the moment you see her oh yeah I mean the moment you see I, her. I think that's one of those things that most guys know immediately with a woman is like well do I view you as somebody I could potentially have sex with or not and 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 with I think women too well yeah but I think women can kind of be like persuaded one way or another where with guys it's like yes I know that I would have sex with you you can talk your way into a woman where you can't that's you know, fair because because men are solely 
visually based in the regard of having sex with a woman. Right. You start talking about dating somebody, that is different, and things can get different there, but having sex with somebody, right. a man is not going to be talked into having sex with somebody he does not think he is all that attractive. And that's one of the big problems I have with the concept of, like, well, nice guys finish last, and if I, you know, if you think that you can just nice your way into sleeping with somebody, you're ridiculous, Well, dude. they get into that here, and they, what they're saying here is, is that it's not nice guys that finish last. It's guys that pretend that they're nice guys are are finishing last okay. and get put in the friend zones because women are finely tuned machines and picking up the BS that's coming out of our mouths when we're trying to get laid. Right, right, right. And when you're insincere about that, when you're when you're just trying to throw a line out there, of course she's going to smell that. Of I course. know I know ten guys that I could list off the top. Now I won't because they're friends of mine. And I don't want to make anybody mad, but I know ten guys right off the top of my head who do this all the time. Who will talk about, ah, oh, she friend zoned me. And it's like, yeah, dude, well, I know what you did though. You talked about her boobs. You talked about her oral sex skills well before you should have, which is, by the way, a long time away from hi, my name is. It's so much further away from that opening conversation than you think it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, oral sex should be there before you talk about it, right? I mean, like, that should, I, we've, I feel like we should cross that bridge before we start joking oh, about look, that how bridge. How that happened? Right. <laughs> like, like, how that happened? But I think there's so many guys out there really feel like they're true to the heart and not. Nice guys, and you're not. Really, what you're doing is you're just watching 40-year-old virgin other movies and going, well, I'll just do this, and I'll be nice, and I'll say this. And the women know. They're finely tuned. They know that your shtick is shtick. Yeah, if, you're, if your niceness is based on that end reward of vagina. Getting something in the end. Right, then, then, then of you're course, not nice. Then, of course, that's not going to end up nice. Not that's not nice. You're just waiting to be you're just waiting to be a predator. Like that's not nice. And so you see this all the time. And I maintain nobody puts you in the friend no woman has ever put you in the friend zone. You put yourself in there. Either A by no fault to your own because you're just not attractive to her, but 90% of the time, that's probably too high. Let's say 70% of the time. I think guys talk themselves out of sex they could have had. I see it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the bar. I see it every single day. Just dudes just shooting holes in their own boat, not getting the sex that they want. And honestly, it's sad. It's sad. Because I think if we all got, if we all, dude, I maintain, if more people got laid more like daily, the world would be a lot less like, and out to get everybody. I just believe it. It's just a natural de-stressor. So is money, which is why we're going to bribe you to listen by giving you $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're about to hook you up with $1,000. This is the last week of that, by the way. Indeed it is. You got today, tomorrow, Friday. No, we're done. Now, you can win all day. It's not just right. during the morning show. We do it all day until about 9 o'clock tonight. So you have multiple opportunities, but this will be your last week to try to get yourself $1,000. Then I'm sure we'll take a couple of weeks break and then send you to the iHeartRadio Music yep. Awards or like something. It works. We're always doing something. Yep. Sending you somewhere, giving you something. I know it sounds like I'm knocking it. I'm not. I'm actually. I'm actually really happy about those systems. No, dude, a thousand dollars. You know, as, as a prize, a pretty good prize. Yeah, I would take it. I take it as a paycheck. To be honest yeah, with you, Rock. Nice. <laughs> you want to work that out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Your, your boy might even take that. Throw a comma in there. <laughs> just, yeah, just a couple of them there. Um, 
so the Browns aren't the only sports organization in the town that are uh, that are having some issues. Uh, they cannot land Alex Smith, but your Cavaliers might be in a little bit of trouble. Yep. As Kevin Love broke his hand the other night. Now, there are people who are still telling me that even with Kevin Love out six to eight weeks, that they're all lock for the Eastern Conference or for the for the Eastern Conference Championship and then ultimately the NBA Finals. People are telling me they're still a lock for that. Well, I mean, I think once you start speaking in locks, it, it, we're definitely entering into hot take territory here. But like, I, I I think you're crazy to say that it's a lock. Um, I think you can make the argument of I still feel confident in that and I do I still think that the Cavaliers will be in the East or will be in the NBA finals but to say it's a lock I mean if Gordon Hayward was healthy and playing does it change your opinion on that at all possibly but you got to think that that entire team would be different at that point and like yeah people always want to talk about this like well imagine if he's here well it changes everything though other guys are going to get less production than what they're getting right right now and it's going to change like the flow of things yeah I mean it's it's the butterfly effect there of like what is that one you know what is that one ripple cause and I mean now do I think that the, the Celtics would be better with Gordon Hayward yes I do so yeah I think it would be more challenging but like I I tend to think that the Cavaliers would have beat the Warriors year one if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love would have been healthy. So it's like I do too. We're, we're, li- we're living in hypothetical if ands and buts world there. I, I I buy into that I buy into that theory as well. I can't I, I'll be honest with you. I cannot wait to see Cavs Celtics in the playoffs. Oh it'll be intense for sure. Like I can't wait because I remember when I said when Kyrie Irving got traded, I said look I don't know how good they're gonna be, but Boston will be interesting for sure and they've been that because they've been good yeah I mean I'm a Boston hater when it comes to sports I really am I don't like any of their teams I understand the greatness of the Patriots but I still don't like them um in the Celtics I feel like honestly has been one of those teams you know since since their original big three and before that probably um where it's always just been like I guess maybe as an underdog role you look at a championship runs like they've had and it's just like screw you guys so yeah I mean not only does that narrative take place but then you throw Kyrie Irving in the mix and and, and the LeBron drama that comes along with it so yeah I mean and it's very likely because at this point the Cavs might end up in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference there they may end up being the the fourth or fifth seed there be sure where so at that point yeah it's not out of out of out of line to think that that's going to happen so let me ask you this question everybody thought Kyrie Irving was crazy like get me out of here and I maintain there were personal issues between LeBron and Kyrie um and uh and I still maintain even though nobody else is talking about it I still maintain that it was probably female related somewhere along the line um it's been the one thing kind of whispers around the NBA that that's been LeBron's issue is that gets a little loose at the, you know, with women, um, and that there's some dating going around the league. Now it's all just purely rumor. I have no idea if if if, if any of that is true or not, but it, it's a feeling I have. But the but the theory was when Kyrie left that he was nuts, like he was crazy. So if Kyrie Irving and the Celtics beat the Cavs in the playoffs and then still lose the NBA Finals to the Warriors, if you're Kyrie Irving. No, you're justified. I mean, at that point, yeah. I mean, I mean right? at that point, you have evidence on your side. At that point, you have facts on your side. So, no, I mean, you, you would 100% be in the right there. And, like, I think it might happen. I mean, well, I, I, here's the thing, though, is I, I guess it's just like you're in that in that world of, like, well, what's what's your priority here? Because I stand firm. If, the, if Kyrie Irving had stay, stayed on the Cavaliers this year, they would be the team best able to beat the Golden State Warriors. So, like, I think you would have had a better shot at that. I don't think the Celtics are going to be able to take the 
Golden State Warriors. So I don't you're either. still at the end of the day, you didn't get anything new. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get anything that you didn't have before. So it's like Are you buying into any of these destinations for LeBron? Like the Clippers? I know they're clearing house looking. I, I at this point, no. I think at this point there's just too many variables that go into things. So like I, until until the offseason comes to be and you can see other pieces moving around the board and what else happens, whether LeBron has or has not decided that he wants to leave or stay or whatever he wants to do, I don't think he knows the destination at all. You can you could you can you can make the argument to me that yes, LeBron knows he is leaving Cleveland next year, and you could make that argument to me, and I'd be a fool to try to argue you off of it. Like, nope, couldn't happen, never going to happen. I do not think if that's the case, I do not think he knows where he's going. Do you think there's any chance he's already trying to negotiate it? Mm, there's too many variables at this point. There's just too many things. We have a whole half of a basketball season left in front of us, so no, you, I don't. I don't think he's. You don't think there's any situation. possibility he's told GMs of teams where he might be willing to play that there are certain scenarios in which I could not do it unless you did this, this, and this. I can't do it. I don't think. I don't think that conversation happens until after the NBA Finals are over. I, I mean, does he have that conversation? Yes, but I don't think that happens until it is the offseason. Again, Colin Coward out there saying somebody called him on the phone and NBA insider said, look, do the LeBron to the Lakers thing is heating up. This is real. There, this, this may happen. A lot of people want to draw the conclusion that Paul George has already come out and said he wants to be a Laker and that you might be able to get him to go there. Um, and I he do, just He just doubled down on, on OKC, dude. He like literally just doubled down on like, hey, I'm committed to this. So, oh, really? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, guys. Guys say things. Well, but and again, guys say things. Exactly. Guys call Colin, Colin Kaepernick sure. and say, or Colin uh, Cowherd and say, like, yeah, man, hey, I know this. Guys, guys say I things. would agree. I would agree with that, that that does happen. And guys are wrong all the time. He's been wrong plenty. But, you know, w- welcome to the opinion game. But I think... <sighs> I've maintained for a while that LeBron's out. I've since he's come back, I've said this is not this is not long this is not long run stuff. It's not. I maintain that what LeBron did was came back to clean up his national image. The, the it wasn't just Cavs fans that hated him for leaving here. It was everyone. It was everyone. And what he did now was came back here, won you a title. So when he breaks our hearts again, the rest of the country looks at you and goes, oh, suck it up. You got a title, Cleveland. You haven't won anything in 52 years, and he gave you one. Shut up. And it's true. true. And it's true. And he knows that's true. And so he can live with a fan base hating hating him. What he couldn't live with was the league disliking him. He hated being the villain. Hated it. But this time, he will not be the villain. And he knew that. This was all a hustle from the beginning to clean up his image, but I don't care because I got what I wanted, which is I got a title, and I said before they won the titles that I don't care, dude, he comes back and he wins the title, I don't care what happens after that. I said it, I have to stand by that. I remember saying it, and I am going to stand by it. Now, I will tell you why the anger is going to be there when he does go, and it's because we sports fans are smarter than we've ever been. There's more information about this stuff than ever before, and we have now seen behind the curtain, and we now know that when you lose a transitional star like that, that you are in the tank 15 years. Like So we all know the Cavs are going to suck. <laughs> the moment that's done, they're going to be bad, and they're going to be bad for a while. Now, you maybe things happen. You get a couple other guys here. You, you A couple of draft picks pan out, and maybe you you know skip to the head of the class. Dude, things do happen. But more often than not, you lose a guy like that, and your franchise is twirling out there in the wind for years and years to come. And I think that that's – you just – I'm telling you, if you just – 
prepare yourself for it now. You won't be burning jerseys when it happens. But And again, if you're thinking there's no way he goes to the Lakers because of Lonzo Ball and LeVar Ball and all that, apparently the rumor is Magic Johnson totally willing to move Lonzo if it means Paul George and if it means LeBron James in a Lakers uniform. And if you're the league, what do you want? If you're the league, what do you want? You want LeBron James in Boston, New York, Los Angeles. You want him in one of your big franchises. That's exactly where they want him. So they'll probably help make that a reality, too. Your next opportunity at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data in Met 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. July 27th, I believe it is, out at Blossom. Leonard Skinner's going to be playing. We're going to get you hooked up with some tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Jen writes in and says, Stansbury, I just want to thank you so much for your honest conversation this morning about guys being in the friend zone and how a lot of times it's their fault. Well, you're welcome, Jennifer. I'm uh, glad we could make you happy. If you missed that, you'll be able to podcast it at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. I agree. I felt like that was a, an informative segment. Well, and it's me. It's like, well, guys, you didn't know that, but I, I, I mean, that's that's the life, our world we live in, I guess. So, I've warned about the dangers of this before, and uh, and all the while being, if I'm going to be honest, wildly interested to try one out. But I believe you've heard people say before, right? Smarter people than I. Who have said the, the 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 human race is smart enough to create the thing that will destroy them? Yeah, and I think sex dolls will be it. Okay, I think sex dolls have the opportunity to be this thing. Now, I think you and I, Fantone, our lives will be well over. It won't matter for us, whatever. But if you supply pleasure in this regard without birth, where these things can talk to you now, like you like the one, some of them you have to like love and like seduce into bed, like they it's like they're working towards like a very lifelike experience for this. And I think what you're going to see, and they're working on the male models too. So it's not just like the female versions, you know, for guys, they're working on the male models too. And so I think what's going to end up happening is people are going to be like, you know what, dude, other humans suck. This thing actually gives me really good sex because I paid $10,000 for it. So I know it works. And so what am I tolerating being, you know, canceled dates on and all this stuff for for a premature ejaculator? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting closer and closer to Westworld. I mean, the technology is only going to continue to get better. So I, yeah, you're right. Within our lifetime, maybe it doesn't feel like that. Um, I'm going to disagree 100% with you on that, though. I feel like that's probably the thing that saves humanity um, is we're dealing with just a, an ever-expanding and, and, and reaching critical mass when it comes to being overpopulated as a planet. We've talked about it in the past where it's like, dude, if you could cut half the people out of this equation, oh, it'd be the best. life would be a lot better. And I feel like with sex dolls, well, then it's like guys aren't going to have, there's not going to be so many like you know unplanned pregnancies and things like that. I feel like sex dolls are the thing that saves the world oh i mean i okay I, that's an interesting way to look at it i think what ends up happening is people go ah who needs kids i mean we've already seen millennials are less likely to get married they're less likely to want to have children so we, we've kind of seen i think that's only going to get worse good you don't need kids good you don't, you don't. right no right. good no no, no. The, i love it the worst thing that ever happened was my generation started having kids at 19 and it was like terrible i love it so they're they're i mean right now you can get a pretty like um lifelike sex doll for around just under 10 grand 
Now, it sounds like a lot, but again, I was talking about this with all technology like the other day. Dude, a 4K TV is going to be 300 bucks in like a year. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Remember <laughs> how much VCRs cost that first day, the yeah. first cell phone, how much that costs, of course. So there's a sextile company out there who makes a uh, one called the True Companion is what it's called. Right. And they have overwhelmingly had requests for a female sextile modeled after a particular celebrity like there's like obviously all celebrities get submissions yeah. but there's one that's running away with it that overwhelmingly this is the most popular sextile request according to a company that makes it and i would like you matthew fantone to venture the guess on which celebrity is the most requested sextile now, I'm not just going to go with, like, whoever the hottest chick on the face of the planet is right now, or is that a good call? Because there's a part of me that's like, well, dude, everybody's got a hard on for, like, Jennifer Lawrence right now. Um, but there's also a part of me that thinks, like, a timeless a, 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 a timeless celebrity in, like, the in the sense of, like, a Marilyn Monroe or something like that. I do not I, – I, I don't know where to go with that. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – porn star because most of these dudes are pervs and are out there trying to like you know do dirty things so i'm going with lisa ann oh that's a great guess I'm going with lisa ann porn star essentially the queen of porn for the past 15 years that, that that's a great guess although your first instinct was better one of the most popular women on the planet marilyn monroe really is the most popular sex style really? request there is i threw that out as a turd i threw that out as like there's no way it's that it is the most popular wow and here's the thing at first, I was like, that can't be right. Right. That doesn't feel right to me. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, yeah, it can. Absolutely, it can be right. A, it's a very beautiful woman who banged a president, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, every, people essentially just believe that to be true, right? Like, that happened. And she's not alive. And people don't look like her anymore, right? And so I think that there's something about where a celebrity today will annoy you. Where a hot woman from years past that can't talk is exactly what you want, right? That's exactly what you want. I guess a part of this equation is who has the money for something like this. And for the most part, it's going to be older men. It's going to be guys over the age of 40 years old. Most That's dudes, fair, too. Most dudes under the age of 40 years old probably don't have the money, haven't had enough job experience to be in a high-paying job like that. So I guess age is going to play a part of that. But I still, man, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, I guess like 19-year-old guys aren't looking for a sex doll, right? Because there's just a, every woman you, you went or every girl you went to high school with is still like texting you every day. And at the very least, yes, you still have you still have uh, you know bars available to you. You still have that young twenties lifestyle in front of you. But uh, I, I, I guess in in my mind, it's you just you don't have ten grand to drop. You don't. I mean, you have a, you have that for right. a car. You don't have that for a masturbatory aid. Most times, you don't have it for a car. I mean, like honestly, like right. ten grand is a lot of money. Right. It is. It's a lot of money. Now you can get a sex doll made after your favorite celebrity. Here's the thing, but they have to sign off on it. Ooh. And so, like, unless you can get Marilyn Monroe's, like, estate to sign off on it, you're not getting it. Now, what they said is, now, we'll build you a thick, busty blonde. We can do that. Yeah. But we cannot make you Marilyn Monroe until they sign off on it. Facial features is the thing that they can't do? I would imagine, yeah, they'd have to askew it. I, I mean, and I, I guess I just, as as somebody who's not in, in the market for a sex doll right now, I wonder where that lands in your priorities, where it's like, well, you know, hey, the body's exactly what I wanted out of it. 
bit, but the face is a little bit askew from what I, I, if I you're paying Marilyn Monroe. My guess is if you're paying $10,000 for it to look like a celebrity, you're going to care if it looks a lot like it or not. Right? Now, I, I, I wonder what the... If, if $10,000 is kind of the baseline model, it's like, well, if I want all the bells and whistles and I want, you know, the automatic start and, the, you know, I kick my foot underneath the trunk and it pops open and does all those things, like, I wonder where that goes up to. I mean, like anything else, you can buy something for 100 bucks, you can buy something for 1000 bucks, but, like, where, where you know, if I want to customize and do all these different things, like, where's where's it go from there? Who would you model your sex doll after? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's the thing is, like, I, I, I for me, I've always said like I've never really had like a type so I don't just want to pick one. Me either, right. I feel like I feel like I would want like all right, here's a closet full of them. You know what I'm saying? Like like all right, you have different needs well, for different days. That's an interesting point with the sex doll and I think what's going to hinder it a little is that you already have one woman that you have sex with that you can't change. It's your wife or your girlfriend. Right. So now like at least when you're talking about pornography, variety is what sells the porn. Yeah. Is that you can I today I can have a black woman. Tomorrow I can have an Asian. Tomorrow you know what I mean? Like I can I can have whatever I want. And so I think that that's why online pornography is so big. Where if you're going to charge me this kind of money and essentially although do 10 grand's a lot less than a lifetime of dinners and being yelled out about True. where the laundry is. True. Like there's a lot of that. Like I but do talk about a business that needs a two for twenty model like, like nobody's business because I just need a little variety with it. I gotta be honest with you, dude. I it's one of these things in life where it's like women can buy all like these weird kinky sex toys and use them. And what does the world do? Oh, it's odd. Or she's forward thinking. She's taking control of her orgasms. And like like you just like pat yourselves on the back for this. Where if a dude buys a flashlight, you're a perv with a raincoat. Give it twenty years. Give it 20 years. I'll be dead, bro. I don't have 20 goddamn years. I want it now. Now. Like, you want your Leonard Skinner tickets. Let's pass those out. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Popularity of sex dolls, and they're on the rise. And there's a company that makes them. And apparently, Marilyn Monroe is the number one we uh, requested celebrity. Now, look, they'll make you a celebrity sex doll, but you have to get the celebrity to sign off on it, which I think is going to be the hard part. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think too many celebrities are going to be, be 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 down for that, right? So, no, I can't imagine. So, I've been I've been pushed via social media to like for an answer on who I would model my sex doll from a celebrity after and it's kind of that's a really tough call because it's ten thousand dollars and <laughs> to one of our listeners Dwayne said dude just make it like mr potato head for perps like you know and, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That would be kind of awesome, right? You just get like a like a twelve pack of boobs, a couple of different asses you could throw in there, six different heads. Like that'd be kind of cool, right? But if I was going. It's tough, man, because you think it's like, well, just build her like a porn star because that's all you're going to do with it anyway, right? Right. Right? And so, like, there's there's a little bit of that. Like, yeah, maybe like a Jaden James body style. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, I mean, there's a lot of variety in porn stars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's a lot there's of different petite, things. There's petite, right, there's milfs, right, there's all kinds right. of stuff. Right, BBWs are out there. I mean, dude, Ebony's a thing. You know what I'm saying? You got to get, you gotta give it some variety. Again, oh. I feel like I can throw a ball down any street and find a BBW. So okay. I'm probably not. Okay. I'm probably not gonna go that way. 
I and this answer may be a little I don't know for the lack of a better word what my boss would call boring but I'm a Jennifer Aniston fan dude and I always have been like since Friends came out I was just been like oh my god that woman is amazing yeah but Jennifer Aniston to me doesn't like scream sex like don't get me wrong dude totally 100% down with Jennifer Aniston but like I don't know if that's gonna be my masturbation aid. I feel like I feel like she's like too pretty. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, dude, that's not what I'm looking at you for. That's not that's not what I'm not I, dirty not, enough. Right? That's not what I want out of my sex doll. Right there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I uh, she's so pretty to me though. And and by the way, she looks great at fifty. Like she still looks good. Oh, now yeah, I'm sure some I, of that. I, I mean, welcome right. to being a celebrity. It's kind of you know what I mean. They got people who like work on that stuff all day for them or whatever. And you know, you have a trainer and you know you have a, a chef and all that stuff. It's probably easier. But ultimately, I think she's still holding up pretty good. Jennifer is. I uh, dude, I think I don't know, dude. I was always a big Kate Beckinsale fan. Like she's sexy to me. I, I, I'm I'm going more stereotypical, dude. And I mean, I know there's a little bit of like, well, dude, you already have a blonde girlfriend with big boobs, but like Scarlett Johansson or like Kate Upton or something of that. Yeah, nature. but you could, you you could get the brunette Scar uh, 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 Scarlett Joe. E- even 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 a, a, like uh, Kim Kardashian. I feel like that's more in line what I'd be looking for with my sex doll as opposed to like Kate I, Beckinsale. I mean, the ass is nice. Your boy likes that a lot. Like right. I'm a big fan of that. Right. And really, at the end of the day, I, I I think Dwayne has a good point of of dude. Yeah, it should be like, dude, pop that head off and pop another one right on there, right? All right. I'm I'm nervous about what I want to say right now because I'm I'm worried I'm worried it makes me a creep. It does. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I'm worried that like this makes me a, a, like a for real creep. But I would be more interested in a sex doll. If I could mold it after somebody in life, not a celebrity. Well, I'm sure at that point it'd be probably easier. You could probably get a hold of this company instead of trying to plan out Scarlett Johansson. If you said, hey, here's X, Y, and Z, boobs this big, hips this big, all this other stuff. Like, if I just, no, no, what I mean is, is like, if you want Marilyn Monroe, they're going to take photos of her and they're going to model it after her. So you're sending pictures of her. Like, if I send some, if I send the sextile company an Instagram account and say, yo, dude, make me a six pack of these. Like, can I do that? Is this somebody you know? Is that in the new creepy territory? This is somebody you know? Yeah. Because, I, dude, I got to be honest with you. There are times, I talked about this the other day on the show, that there are times while during self-pleasure, you have to, you know, you you try different things. You're a neurotica guy. That, that's you like sure. reading your porn, right? Sure. So there are some times where it's just like, dude, the idea of a porn star that I know I'm never going to meet is too far outside of reality. Where so sometimes either a woman I've either already dated, which a lot of people find that to be pathetic, but I I don't know I kind of like it. Like a woman I used to date that I'm no longer I kind of like it. I feel like that's an, it's even a newer and weirder. <laughs> I know I kind of dude I'm standing by that. I mean one. how long until you chop that woman's head off? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a while, goddammit. Well, I mean I'm saying that sex doll. You know what I mean? Like you're having you're having sex with her and then all of a sudden all those bad feelings dude, come back when she left you. I did now, not. And now all of a sudden, dude, you're choking some sex doll out. I did not. Well, a I was not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm not chopping anybody's head off. I, well, I, I'm just a little concerned. I feel like I, uh, that might be new territory. But I feel like, all right, you know how like there's just there's, there's those women in your life 
where you kind of see him every now and again. You're not really you're not really friends with him, but somehow right. they're in your life on a weekly basis, and you just see him. Right. And there's just part of the male egotistical <laughs> brain that's like, dude, I want to mount that. All the bartenders <laughs> at Buzzman right now are like, is he talking about me? Yes, is he talking about me. Every last goddamn one of you for sure. Yes, um, I, I think a part of this equation that we're not necessarily thinking of when it comes to sex dolls here is, I would assume that pretty frequently um, a sex doll is going to be used in conjunction with pornography. And at this point, as we move forward, probably POV, um, virtual reality pornography. And once that comes to be the case where you can get your sex doll and you can get like a personalized, like specific, like porn video made of that sex the doll. The Gianna of Michaels body, version. Of that body type at the very least. I mean, at Oof. what point At what point is it like, I don't even care what the sex doll looks like because I got my headset on. I just want it to feel appropriate here. Because that's got to be the case, right? It seems like a lot of devices I'm strapping to me to get like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just seems, like, that's my problem. Like, people have asked me, like, dude, are you into the VR porn thing? And it's like, I just it feels like a lot. It it just feels like an undertaking. Right. When you first started masturbating, all it took is you could draw a pair of boobs on a piece of paper and be like, that's enough. That's all I need, dude. I'm fine. I will masturbate right now. Where now it's like, no, dude, let me charge this thing up. I gotta strap this thing on. And, yeah, it is. There's a lot to yeah, it. Yeah, and like when you come into my home, it's like, no, dude, I read <laughs> CNN on that thing. Like the VR porn set just hanging out. It's, it's like, what are you gonna double that thing as? Is a hat rack? Like everybody's gonna know. It's like, ew, that's what you that's what you crank with like I, I i don't think we're there yet like my buddy's got it for playstation right and he and his wife talk about it all the time like he goes into like his dungeon they call right. it and he just like locks the door and he just watches virtual reality porn and he do my buddy tony swears by it like he swears but he's like dude i can't he's like dude he tells me all the time screw that nintendo switch bro he's like, he's like dude <laughs> no, mario dude, yeah zelda right, right got it he's it. like that thing sucks he's like you need a playstation 4 man He's like, this VR porn is the real deal. And I not to go back and throw myself back under the bus again. Again. <laughs> but I, I do I would rather than a celebrity, I would rather be able to submit women I knew. I would like I said, I mean, at that point, you don't even need a signature on that. I'm sure if you did that, and you number one, I'm sure if you paid these companies enough money, they're, they're gonna, gonna do whatever you, want. you whatever. But like, yeah, dude, that doesn't seem unobtainable to me. Dude, it'd be kind of cool if they could make it like if their voices could be do dude. I need to well, get into another business or but, stop but, talking about but, this. But but we're at the cusp of all this technology, and that's what you kind of have to remember is we are standing at the, at the at the brink of all this, where it's like 25 years from now, I'm telling you, there are going to be voice things. There are going to be like Westworld type of, of robots where it's like you can bang it out dude, with. Dude, again, Dwayne coming back over his original good comment with, with another good one where he's like, dude, this is what 3D printers were built for. <laughs> Like, is, dude, right? you could just create different body parts all day in your sick lab. I mean, <laughs> right? I got to tell you, women, you keep doing You keep it up. <laughs> you keep up your uppityness with the Me Too's and Time's Up. You keep it up. Look, we're looking outsourced, goddammit. Your next opportunity at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Still to come, another opportunity at $1,000. We also have some charge tickets for the game this Saturday. We'll get choked up with those momentarily. So Thrillist is one of these like sites online that kind of like ranks things. Okay. There's kind of like the if you go here, make sure you see this. Like they're kind of one of those. I thought that was the second Three Six Mafia album. Thrillist. The Thrillist of them all. Yeah. I, I, dude, you might be right about that. Might be. You might be right about that. But they have ranked Ohio. 
as the third worst state in the nation. Yeesh. Yikes. It's only 50 of them. That's <laughs> We're pretty bad. Not good on that list. According to Thrillist, Ohio, the Florida of the North. Yikes. Like, that is a smack across the face. Yeah, man. Nobody wants the Ohio files. Because at least Florida, you could go, yeah, all that's true, but beaches and sun, bro. Weather, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, Weather. at least they can hang their hat on that. Right. Where we're not going to give you that. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, yo, yo, Florida sucks, but you're right. Beaches, Miami, Orlando, Disney. You know what I'm saying? There's there a, are there's things. a billion things in there where it's like, all right, that's pretty good. So the ranking that Thrillist used or how they got here is they based every state's contributions to America. So like inventions, food, drink, somewhat productive, famous people, unique physical beauty, and those kinds of things. Okay, so not... uh, But here's the thing, dude, is that Ohio has contributed tons to the universe, right? I mean, we've contributed quite a bit. I think so. I, 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 a couple of presidents? I, I, I was going to say astronauts and presidents we lead the nation in. That's true. Cy Young now, now, was an Ohio guy. I, I guess you're going to make the argument of like, well, what, you know, these criteria of like uh, successful people. It's like, well, well pre- you know, was what, what's McKinley? more successful than an astronaut and president? Um, I, I mean, was, was President McKinley necessarily successful at being a president? You know what I'm saying? I guess that's where you can kind of throw, throw some things in there. And it's like, yeah, astronauts. But like, I, I, I mean, the guy that created Superman was from here Cy Young that's the award still called that that's an Ohio person so I think what's happening here and again and I I don't mean to jump up and down on young people just to do it but I think these are young people writing blogs that don't have the perspective of what's come out of here is this all time or is this over the past you know since the you know it doesn't it doesn't tell me here I I I got this from news uh from news channel five and it does not tell me that just because Cy Young you know uh, was was a great pitcher in 1912 or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that has anything to do with the state of Ohio as we stand now when they started talking about like in other thrillist lists they listed ohio as number 12 on the states of like the best beer because okay. ohio does pretty good for, for beer okay. which by the way if if you're a craft beer drinker and you haven't really moved around a lot 12 is pretty damn good because colorado california and oregon are amazing at it like we're still playing catch up like those places have been on this for a long long time and and they transitioned ohio's still playing catch up which i would imagine now is and i don't even have to imagine i read an article the other day that pretty much alludes to the fact that the craft beer market has pretty much reached mass capacity yeah that bubble's gonna pop sooner or later and like one of the things they were talking about phantom with that and you're not a craft beer guy at all but i am is that they said the problem with so many choices is now is that people have the netflix thing happening with beer yeah where it's like dude i don't care about all the choices just give me friends again and so you're just like drinking and they're like by now craft beer drinkers probably have six that they like and they're kind of over the rotating it and trying to find the next thing. Now, I know some of you are thinking, that's not true. I'm still on the hunt. Yeah, there are going to be outliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The average craft beer person has probably settled in on, I like Deschutes. I'm drinking stuff from Deschutes. Yeah, and it probably at this point, it's like, if you were going to be Which a craft delicious. beer person, you are a craft beer person already. If you were going to buy the album, you've already bought the album. So at this point, there's not much room for growth. Left. On their list of things ranked by food and drink, Ohio sits at number 24. That, I think, again, is crazy. 
Now, again, this is my home. Ohio is my home. So when you move away from it, you miss it, right? But the entire, and I, dude, I tout Oregon every chance I get, right? Like you, most, a lot of people eat me to go, dude, if you miss it that much, go back, right? So I know I talk about it in a positive light enough. But dude, the food was horrific. It was terrible. Yeah, but with all these things, dude, it's very hard to have perspective on, yes, I mean, Oregon and, and Nevada and California, but it's like it, it, there's 45 other states involved in this equation that I just don't, I, 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 can't, I can't say that, boy, Boston or Minnesota or, uh, you know. Well, Minnesota's uh, got really good food. Massachusetts has the best food or the worst food because I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just think 24 seems low. And again, maybe I'm willing to give Ohio. Oh, you know what? You know what's crazy about that? Outside of the pierogi. We're really not known, and I don't think people outside of Ohio. I don't think people Nobody look cares. at as a, as Ohio as like the place of that. Like I don't think we don't get credit for that. I don't think most places outside of Ohio are having Pierogi having pierogies in their in their staples. I mean, like sure, maybe you have had them before, but it's not like something that you just have available to you as as a, as a regular like you know food item. So the Mrs. T's thing is just here. Well, I don't think it's that it's just here, but I just don't think it's nearly as what it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. Not the importance of it, like the 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 use of it. I've never, high. I've never seen. I've lived a lot of other places. I've never seen anybody go crazy over it, right? Or you know, I've I've, I've never even seen it on, on a menu in other places. Now, I've lived. Chicago and New York both get like touted as like amazing pizza, right? And I would agree that both have great options. But what I've always loved about Cleveland is that in Ohio, essentially, is that you're in between those two things. And so you get like this hybrid, half thin, half like double crust thing that happens with our pizza here, and it's delicious. I feel like Ohio has the best pizza, and so like anytime I move away from Ohio, I'm just like, dude, just get me back to Ohio pizza. And and so like I don't know, dude, that's a pretty popular food. I disagree with us being the third. Oh, let me try and think here. Three other. That's pretty low for Ohio, man. I mean, dude, we were pretty important in the airplane thing. Um, our Dude, East 4th Street is wildly considered to be one of the best food scenes in America by Food and Travel Magazine. You've got, dude, our our, our theater district in, in Ohio is one of the best places you can see art done. Um, it, it launched the careers of, like, Tom Hanks and others. I don't think Ohio, as much as, a, dude, as a guy who likes to bag on Ohio every now and again because it's where I'm from, I got to tell you, I just feel like this is not being fair enough to the region. I think three is too low, Thrillist. So get your 19-year-old writer writing something else. We have $1,000. We're not allowed to keep it. Let's pass out your keyword right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data in Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Stick around, Teresa. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000. 10 10 She'll give you your keyword. So people are not really willing to let this Chief Wahoo thing go just yet? Damn it. Son of a bitch. I thought we were going to make it all the day. whole time, dude. Yeah. I thought we were going to make it. No, no, no. no right. We're not making it. All right. Here we go. Because I'm just, again, and all I did was post an article about the removal of it. At our Facebook page yesterday while we were talking about this because it's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. And so now everybody's like, you're a liberal crybaby and all these things. I'm being like personally attacked and all that stuff, right? And ultimately, I don't really care. I knew they were getting rid of the logo. I told you when Rob Manfred came here and had the conversation a year ago that this was going to happen. And you made this point yesterday where it's like you will continue to wear it. And if it were up to you, it would continue to exist, correct? 
Yeah, probably. Okay, so you'd stick with it because you're still wearing it. Therefore, in my mind, it's like you, you, you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it necessarily makes you racist to wear. It. So you're not out here screaming, "Take it away, take it away!" But still, you have an opinion on something that isn't exactly in line with yours, with theirs. And now all of a sudden, you libtard pussy. <laughs> so, yes. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Conservative libtard. Which, by the way, I say it all the time. Once you people go to those words, I know, I know, I know, I no longer have to listen to you. Like I know, I don't. Because you're not actually having a conversation. You're just looking to double down on what you think is right and insult somebody else. You're not looking for info. Yeah, as soon as you go to the messenger as, a, as the opposed logo. to the message, as soon as you take things off of like, hey, this is you've the lost. point we're speaking of, now, now you're an idiot, well, you've lost. Okay, all right. So people have been arguing back and forth with one another at Facebook.com slash Show over this issue. And one of the things that people keep posting is... Why we shouldn't get rid of it is because it was to honor Louis Sakalexis, who apparently was one of the first, if not the first, Native American to play baseball, right? And he had played for the Indians. And I've told this guy, this theory has been debunked multiple times by multiple outlets. And his answer to me is, it's easy for someone with an agenda to debunk something they don't agree with. However, very rarely do they provide reliable source material when doing so. Well, that's how debunking works, as Fantone will point out to you. Is that it's not just saying that's not true. Debunking it is saying, it's not true, and here's the proof. (laughs) That's how it works. Like, that's how it works. So we looked it up yesterday while talking about this, and it turns out the origins of this name... And the logo and all of this is about the fact that sports writers used to sit in the stands and make fun of Lewis Sakalexis. And actually, I want to—I want you to give people your theory of what you said to me right before we went on the air about this, about people in 19, what was it, 1915 or whatever Oh, okay, it was. yeah, 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 whenever this happened. To give people this so, theory, because so, this makes sense. So you're telling me at this point, the Indians' ownership in 1915 or whenever it was that this all became adopted was so progressive was so forward-thinking when it comes to race relations, they decided, hey, we're going to honor a minority group here when you wouldn't allow black people to play baseball. So therefore, black dude, no, hell no, get your black ass out of here. But Navajo Joe over there, dude, you are the honorable one. Get real. Get, I mean, like, come on. Dude, when it's put that plainly to you, I mean, it's hard to deny it. I mean, honestly, dude, dude, black people weren't allowed to vote. And so, so, but, but, but you have such, such, for, 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 for a Native American that played baseball, wasn't even that good, wasn't even that good. And all of a sudden, this is the person who we're going to dedicate the rest of our team to. The story also goes on to say that the more likely scenario is is that they stole the they're not stole the name Indians but they adapted the name Indians because there was another team in the league that was called the Braves and they were really good and so they were looking to you know capitalize off of momentum but this story of like this logo was to honor this guy it's been debunked like 5 10 times i used to be this guy and here's why i'm telling you about this is cuz years ago when i was debating this issue and would really get heated about it and wanted to keep the chief and was i was a keep the chiefer i went to this argument and then it came out nope that argument's not right and so what did i do i didn't just dig my heels in and say yes it is cuz i want to believe it i chose to believe the truth in a, a, a Cleveland sports writer at the time, after the Naps, which was the Indians' original name, and they had moved on to the Indians in this point, and said, and quote, in place of the Naps, we'll have the Indians on the warpath all the time and eager for scalps to dangle from their belts. I mean, like, you can't tell me that negative stereotypes were not a part of this equation. They were. They, 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 they were. 
Now, just because that's the case does not mean that, yeah, hey, you've got a Chief Wahoo jacket on and you're a racist. You're no. the worst person on the face right. of the planet. But to ignore all this, to just be like, man, I'm sticking my head in the sand because I saw a meme on Facebook with some Indian on it. It doesn't make your facts right, dude. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is the problem now, though, is that people don't believe things when it's presented straight to you and it's factual. We no longer believe fact. Like, that's a problem. This is a pro- This is why things are heated. And again, this is, and now I maintain news has been fake since the beginning. This fake news didn't just fall out of the, meanwhile, dude, Brian Williams back on MSNBC right now. Right now, the guy lied about how many stories. This way, dude, I'm not a Trump guy, but people who laugh off the fake news thing like he's just being ridiculous are insane. Right, and on the counter to that is Fox News has a bajillion lies in sure. it, so it's not one way or the it's other. It's not one way or the right. other. It news. Exists. It exists. News is fake. News is fake. It's always been fake. I always will go back to Walter Cronkite. You mean when they could lie and you would have no idea that they just decided to be on the up and up? Guys. Guys, do people were always trying to move product in between the we'll just be right back. If 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 the honoring of people were so commonplace when it comes to when it comes to naming your sports team after them, wouldn't there be a lot more? Wouldn't like there be the New York Italians? I mean, like, right? I mean, I know there's the Vikings. The Vikings, another savage group of people, though. Another, like, bludgeoning, like, gumming in, pillaging, raping. And there's the fighting Irish. And the thing that's different about that is Notre Dame's a goddamn Irish institution. You know what? An Irish Catholic institution. It's it's it, 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 it's different, in my opinion, there. Where it's... Yeah, that's a little different. But the, the basing it off of a fighting stereotype... Is I mean, dude. Ultimately, you know what the difference? There is a difference in these two things, and here's what it is. And this is uncomfortable because not a lot of people can get away with saying things this true. But you are allowed to offend white people in that regard. And what people are going to say is, "Oh, shut up! You've had it pretty good." Like that's what people are going to say. You are allowed to do that to white Americans. You are absolutely allowed. Like, as, ma- as everything's racist, you go see a black comedian at a club who will sit there and make fun of how you dance and how you talk all night long. You are allowed to offend us in that regard because we've had a what's considered to be a posh or privileged life. Now, I would maintain that a lot of white people have had a privileged life. I don't think just because you're white, you have a privileged life. Although, if you ask me, you could change and be anything you want, Stansberry. You know what I'm going to pick? White straight male, white heterosexual dude. White straight, it's not I'm, the worst, dude. I'm, I'm picking white straight it's male. Not, it's not the worst. Every last time. So there is a little privilege it's, built it's into not, that. It's not. See, and I think part of the problem is, is people hear privilege and think automatically, well, then my life would be perfect if it was so privileged. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. It's not like it's a get out of jail free card, dude. That's not what it is. It's but, a leg up. But much like, but much like being attractive is an advantage in life. I mean, doing a, being a white heterosexual male it's is an, it's an attract it, 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 it's an advantage in life. Now you now now they're trying to even it out way too fast, and I do I got I gotta admit, like lately over the like the last two years, I have felt a little attacked. My problem with that is is that like if you're trying to even it out, do it by lifting up as opposing to pulling down. Agreed. And I guess, and I, I mean, I guess that's a part of the problem there. But still, like to 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 just be like, nah, it doesn't exist because you don't see it. It, it doesn't make it fast. Well, part of you not seeing it is part of the privilege. That is part of it. Like I said, like I don't necessarily buy into the whole theory 
And I think sometimes people use it as a crutch or an excuse on why their life didn't turn out as well as it could have. And that's totally true. That is built into that. Some people, I always say, some of the have-nots are want-nots. And that's why they're have-nots. Some of them just don't want to. And that's okay. That's why the rest of us are lapping them. Because we want to. But that's not everybody. But... It, this has been debunked, meaning, dude, they looked into it. They have sourced it. They have found out that that theory of Lewis Sokolexis, it is false. It is not a real thing. So I'm all for discourse. I'm all for conversation. I'm all for this is my opinion. But you cannot dig your heels in, call me stupid for trying to sell me back this thing that I've read multiple outlets that have proven wrong. Yeah, but I have this picture on Facebook, so you're an idiot, Sainsbury. I mean, I am an idiot, but like, yeah, he is, yeah, he is. but I, you know what I mean? But like, not over this. I used to be a dig my heel in. Well, what about, you know, the land of legs butter? And I was, I was totally this guy. I was totally this guy. But I was also the guy who told you that when the Major League Baseball commissioner came here, that we were going to trade this for the All-Star game. And that there was no way the Major League Baseball commissioner was coming to town and walking away with nothing. That he was going to win. As they did get the All-Star game, I wonder when the major renovations at Jacobs Field start, right? I mean, dude, that place is old, and that place is kind of like, it just feels a little antiquated. The last time they renovated, they called it Progressive Field. (laughs) Now, I have heard, though, keeping in line with this a little bit, that I read a quote the other day that says Roger Goodell feels like Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, is not going to budge on this, and he's not going to look to change it. Now, that's interesting. Now, they're Indians fans. You got a legitimate bitch. Like, if you want to say to me that you think it's unfair because you feel like you're being sectioned out and in other sports we're seeing this and they're not, they're not going through it, I would grant you that. But isn't that a little bit why'd you give me a, Well, Why'd you give me a speeding ticket when that guy was going fast, too? No, not when you're talking about racism. Not when you're talking about you're a racist if you wear it, you're a racist if you support it. Not when you're throwing words that dangerous around. I, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily the same. Most cases I would agree with you. But people are being called racist. Dude, like that word used to really effing mean something. But we're calling everything racist now, so it's kind of like losing its touch. But that is a te- dude, racist is a lot like pedophile. Like, once you're tagged with it, it's true, whether it's true or not. And that's why it's dangerous and why you got to be, do you got to be so careful with words like that? But we just freely, like, fling them around because the internet's easy and it's, dude, it's ruining everything. But I, what I would say to you, keep the chiefers is you lost. It's over. Right? Like, we're, like, it's, there, at some point, you gotta put the anger away because it's just not gonna be any different than it is right now. And ultimately, I think the 70s Crooked Sea look cooler anyway. So if they wanna go to something, that'd be my vote. It's still on my golf head clubber, you know, head covers. Wahoo is. I've got t shirts with it. I don't know if I'm gonna throw it. I doubt it. I'll probably wear it. I don't feel like a terrible person by wearing it. I will tell you, I think if you wear it to the stadium next year, because the league and the team has essentially called it racist, that you feel, I'm telling you, you're going to have fans who feel the freedom in today's Antifa mentality of, you're a racist and we're not, you bigot. You're, I'm telling you, you, I think you will see that at the stadium. And that will get messy. We'll give you those charge tickets to close out the program next on Rock 106.9.
Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRKK.com. The podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. We do have charge tickets for you. You've got big plans for your afternoon? Right? I really don't. I did have a charge game last night, so I'm feeling a little tuckered out. I won't lie. So I got here late this morning because I was like, dude, I just can't get my ass in the gear. So a nap is uh, is hopefully on the to-do list there. That actually sounds good, too. Right? What do you got going on? What's Nothing. the story? It's very No, I wish I, I wish I had the things. I'm so... And I hate saying this out loud because I can hear my dad screaming at me, only the boring can be bored. You know? And that was like one of his big things. And I think it was just a way to get his kid to shut up. I don't. Right. Think that, I don't think there's right. any real intelligence in that. I think he was just like, I just want my kid to be quiet, right? So you know, sometimes I give him credit for stuff when he was just yelling at me just to do it. But I, uh, dude, I've been so bored lately. You know what I think a part of it is? Is I think we've all hit the point in winter now where it's like enough, enough, dude, enough. Nobody can go outside and do anything. You, 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 you're, you're, it's dark by five thirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that depression's hit in. I think that 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 cabin fever is, has set in, and I think that boredom is set in for a lot of people right now. It's just there's no good like supplement for golf for me in the winter. Like I like playing billiards a lot, but dude, you're not outside. So you now you're still in a building and like yeah. all this stuff. Like, dude, golf at least dude, you're outside. You got the weather. There's like birds and stuff, and it just, you just feel good. Just birds everywhere. You just feel good. <laughs> you just feel good. Being outside makes you feel good. It helps. You know what I mean? Being, like being trapped in the house, it just sucks, dude. And I don't know, dude. I'm bad about changing my systems and like getting out and like you know. Um, being social in other situations. There's a comfort zone in being at home with Jaden James and, and the Legend of Zelda, and like I get it, bro. Like Dude, I, I ain't mad at you. You don't even want to know how good that Zelda game well, is, I was bro. Say you want to know how good that Jaden James is, but okay, that's no. Game. I, I Tell, feel like everybody knows that one. <laughs> Tell me about it. What's going no, on? But with Dude, it? that Zelda game, honestly, it, it do that might be game of the decade. I saw you put it up on wrqk.com. What's the story with this like cardboard? All right, that so you play yeah. with now? Dude, okay. this is coming out in uh, in April. All I'm pretty right, excited what about here? this. Is and I hope I'm saying this right, but Nintendo's putting out Labo, which essentially, dude, there's two different kits you'll be able to buy, and um, Labo is it's like cardboard that will cut out, and you'll build the pieces, and you'll put like different sections of your Switch in it, and then you'll be able to play it in a different way. I mean, I'm explaining this horribly, but it's online at wrqk.com. But you'll be able to make like a cardboard like fishing poles. Well, the one I saw, okay. And then you'll set the switch up on, like, the ground in front of you, and you'll kind of, like, throw the thing out there, and you'll kind of fish with it. So I've got to make it out of cardboard? Why don't they just give it to me made out of plastic, you know? Because I'm sure it's going to cost a lot more money that way. All right. Then I do my own work. So, well, I mean, dude, it's just folding. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. And But they start the commercial out with you build a piano. And then you can like legitimately play the piano with with it, Tickle which, the is, which is kind of cool. And so yeah, they're doing that kind of stuff. There's like this robot game that's coming where you build this backpack you put on you, and like you punch and do all this stuff. And like that looks pretty sweet. Yeah, dude. Like here's I will give Nintendo this. They know how to get you having fun. Just give the guy a sex doll, his cardboard, and a delivery pizza. And, dude, honestly, we might not see Stansberry again. This could be the end of it all, guys. You get the cardboard fishing thing, and you get a sex doll and pizza delivery. It's over. 
It is over. I want to be the 2018 Howard Hughes. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to be Howard Hughes. I just want to be loaded, and I want everything I do to be eccentric and not like weird and wrong. Like That's what I want. I want to be rich, so every, all these deplorable things I want to do aren't awful. They're just like, well, you know, he's quirky. He's eccentric. Yeah, he's quirky. That's what it is. <laughs> Saturday night, your Charger in action at the Civic Center. we got tickets. Let's send caller number 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 this morning. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 1069. What's going on, guys? You got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about a year ago I bought my car from Wakeham, and they made the process super